Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. <laughs> The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone, your end-time watchman, bringing you light in a dark world where truth is rivaled with a lie and the Matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun and in the moon and in the stars and upon the earth distress of nations with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear and for looking after those things.
or uh, of course, if you make it to that point and your your health is good or if there's no misfortunes that will become you, uh, you will be able to see the end time come to fruition. And uh, we're at a point now uh, that uh, we still don't know when it's going to happen. It could happen this year, next year, the year after that, the year after that, or the year after that. But the more I watch news, the more I see it is evident that we're very close to the end times. Um, I see um, something happening where uh, the nations are aligning themselves with each other in groups. And I also see uh, where Jesus said there should be wars and rumors of wars. Uh, see that you're not alarmed for the end is not yet. And then it says that ethnos will turn against ethnos. And we're seeing that in the Middle East right now. But as you read that uh, chapter, and you read the verses in Matthew 24, uh, you'll notice that it talks about uh, a trouble with ethnos against ethnos. Now, that's been happening ever since Jesus went to heaven. Um, and uh, now it is still going on. And um, But in that sentence and in that verse, uh, you notice that it makes a quick transition, and it says that uh, nation should rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom. So it's almost as if um, time was going on since the ascension and since Jesus went to heaven, and all of a sudden, a climactic war uh, that engulfed the whole world happened, which will be the Antichrist platform as he arises. Now, in the Middle East, Hezbollah prepares to send uh, 100 missiles daily at Tel Aviv. And we know that is, uh, is going to happen. Um, and we know that Ishmael um, and Isaac will continue to fight until these things are completed. We're going to go ahead and take a break, and uh, we're going to be right back. You're entering the prophecy zone where truth will be reviled. You're entering the zone where truth is more stranger than fiction. You're entering the zone where you'll find that good is evil, blue is red, black is white, and truth alive. You're entering the zone where you'll find that every human is in a race of his or her soul, and truth is more stranger than fiction. Wars. The mark of the beast, Israel, the European super state, the rapture of the church, and more. Don't be afraid to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Connecting the dots and showing you why we are more vulnerable than ever. Greetings, fellow Americans. This is David Robertson, inviting you to come be a part of an American Warning Radio, Monday through Friday, 1 to 3 p.m. Central. You've seen the pieces. Now, come see the bigger picture at American Warning Radio with your host, David Robertson, on this and many other networks that value liberty. All they're getting is mainstream media stuff. That's all they're getting, including Fox News. The American Warning Program with David Robertson, uh, just a great show. Uh, all kidding aside, the, the numbers are really going, starting to go up on that program, and I think one 
once people realize that that's on now live Monday through Friday, 1 o'clock to 3 o'clock on this very station, you're going to be tuning in a lot more. That guy makes a lot of sense, and he's really good at what he does. Warning. Warning. Get more information at anamericanwarning.com. That's A-N-AmericanWarning.com. lays out our future and host Phil Armstrong examines what the scripture tells of his coming every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on the Prophecy Zone. What is the New World Order? The people who are talking about the New World Order, Bible prophecy, may be in danger. What do you need to be rapture ready? I believe that the Bible interprets the Bible and we have to stick with the Bible. How much time is left? See more at theprophecyzone.com and youtube.com slash prophecyzone. Hear more here on Blog Talk Radio every Thursday and Sunday at 7 on The Prophecy Zone. Who is the Antichrist? I believe the Antichrist will not be known until the tribulation period starts. This is The Prophecy Zone. This is Prophecy Zone Radio. All right, we're back. Sorry for all the commercials. Uh, but sometimes I have reasons why I play a lot of commercials. You guys will never know until you get in heaven in case you won't really care because that would be insignificant by then. Uh, as long as I preach the gospel, right? Uh, uh, well, anyway, uh, I uh, wanted to continue on before I bring my guest on. Just to, just to iterate that uh, we preach that, uh, and on this ministry, that we believe now we're not right. I thought Juan Carlos was the Antichrist, so go figure. It really doesn't matter because Jesus Christ is the one we should be looking for anyway, right? So I'm going to be wrong. Uh, I don't I don't enjoy a ministry of be right. And what I mean by that is there's a lot of people who form a gospel or a teaching off of we're right and everybody else is wrong. I'm going to be wrong. I can tell you that right now. If I was right, then the rapture would have happened a long time ago. Of course, if a lot of people was right, the rapture of the church or the coming of the Lord or the tribulation period, whatever was way you want to put it, would have been already happened. But I was wrong. But am I totally wrong? Nope. No, I don't think nobody's totally wrong unless you believe that the uh, seals of the trumpets have already been opened. I've heard some ridiculous stuff to say that the seals and the trumpets were already open. If that's the case, then they have opened, they have done, uh, remember in chapter 5, they asked, who who can open the seal? Jesus is the one who opened the seal. And if you notice that the seventh seal opens up the first trump. So if Jesus needed to open up the first seal to open up the seventh 
seal, which will open up the first trump, which will open up the rest of the trumps, which will open up the seventh trump, which will open up the first bowl, which will open up the rest of the bowls and complete the judgment. They're doing Jesus' job. Anytime you say that we're in the second trump, and I think that earthquake in Japan was the fifth trump, and, you know, just making up stuff. No, we can't open up the seals for Jesus. That's why he asked the question, who can open up the seals? There's nobody worthy. Don't try to open it up for Jesus, please. 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 Uh, and then those the people who fight against the pre-trip, mid-trip, post-trip. Look, if we if God give us the numbers to count, and He said this it'll be this and this and this and this many days before this happens, and this and this and this and this and this many days before that happens, then don't you think the priest trippers are in the thick of things in the competition to be correct? But the, do we really have to exclude the post and the mid trippers? Or should I say, do you post-tribs and mid-tribs have to exclude the pre-tribbers? Because they think we're aliens, which actually we are. We're pilgrims. Oh, wow. I didn't, yeah. I never thought of it that way. Yeah, we are. So if you want to think we're aliens for thinking that Jesus actually can decenerate elements and, and transport them somewhere else, then you need to read the Bible a little bit more. In six days, he created all of this. So you telling me he can't lift a rock that he has built? I'm pretty sure he can. Real quickly, um, Book of Ezekiel 38 and 39 is when Russia invades Israel. Now, why did they invade Israel? Why did they? Why? Why? Why to seek booty and to take a prey and the hooks and the jaws were the reason why uh, these guys came down, but. Uh, if you look very closely, what does Isaiah 17 have to do with this? Could Isaiah 17 play a factor? Can you tie these two together? Damascus is no longer a nation, and then at the end of the chapter it says the nations rush in like a mighty wind. Could that nations rushing in like a mighty wind be Ezekiel 38 and 39? Huh. And where does the Antichrist come from? Could Damascus play a big role because Damascus was no longer a city? Maybe they don't have a leader. And maybe when the Bible says in Malachi that he is the Assyrian, maybe he is actually an Assyrian? Or do we have to get caught in the box thinking that uh, we have to believe that he is European descent? He's not European descent. The Bible is giving you millions of clues that he is Roman descent, and he's from the people that shall destroy the temple. And in 70 A.D., uh, Titus and his generals destroyed the temple. So he is Roman, but Rome did not just exclude, did not just cover the uh, the European Union. It covered Europe, Africa, and the Middle East. And if Alexander the Great's four empires were disintegrated, or uh, sorry, were taken over by four generals. And one of the generals was in charge of the Seleucid Empire, and the Antichrist is, from, is a mimic of Antiochus Epiphanes. There's a good chance that he came from the Assyrian Empire, or the Antichrist will arise from the Assyrian Empire. Why is this important? Because of the stuff that's going on in the Middle East. Very important. Uh, I think it's said in the shades. There, there, it's probably idolatry. Uh, excuse me. Ideology that's setting the stage in the Middle East right now for Sharia law and the rise of the Antichrist. He should change the times and the laws. 
So the Antichrist will rise up after the Russian war. The Russian war will start because of the Syrian uh, Damascus was destroyed. So he should put hooks in the jaws of Russia. So they're responding because Israel nuked Damascus. Now, why did Damascus ended up being nuked? What, what can we tie anything to Damascus being nuked? Can we tie some? Uh, is there a war? Is there a passage in the Bible that says everybody that's not in Ezekiel thirty-eight, thirty-nine will be in a war that will cause Israel to drop a nuke on Damascus? We need to pray for the people over there in Damascus that they would be saved. Real quick, uh, Psalms 83. Could they be a part of Psalms 83? Because the war has started this summer. If it was this summer, if it would be next summer. And also, technically, I believe in the Jewish feast. So when Jesus comes, when Jesus was here on walking the face of the earth, notice he did everything by the Jewish feast. Um, he even rose from the dead by the Jewish feast. And the church was uh formed by Pentecost. Um and uh the next so the church was born on Pentecost, which is the last feast at that time that was dealing with true uh prophecy. Now the church since the church has been moving through the earth preaching the gospel and being and being a restrain restraining tool for the Spirit, Holy Spirit, now we're waiting for something else. And could, when time, when, when Jesus intervenes back in time, could Rosh Hashanah play a big part in, 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 in the times? Maybe maybe something happened. Maybe, this is just all speculation, by the way. I don't hold the patent on Bible prophecy. Oh, yeah, I might send for the patent, but I, I have to talk to the one who breaks the seals. Oh, okay, so I can't, no, I'm just being sarcastic. You don't. There is no patent on Bible prophecy. I can be wrong as I door, but I'm just trying to be funny because I got a guest coming on. Um, the Rosh Hashanah. Some. It's gonna be a war. Whenever Rosh Hashanah happens, whenever this time comes when Jesus decides to come, we don't know no day and hour. We don't know the time period. But I'm just trying to say, if this happens the way some people think it's gonna happen, which it never does. Then we can be at war. So on the next, this year, next year, five years from here, ten years from here, Rosh Hashanah, the Spring Feast, where there's a war. The Psalms 83 war, Ezekiel 38, 39 war, same time, simultaneously. Boom! Jesus Christ takes the church out. Antichrist rises, signs a peace deal on the tabernacle, and then seven years later comes back for you know and, and restores everything to um, peace. Uh, and 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 for you guys who think that this world is just lovely in the United States, it's a beautiful country. You're right, but to think that it's better than heaven, you need to have a brain surgeon. Um, so uh, I got a one-year-old upstairs crying. So I have to. Uh, we decide we're going to stay in this apartment for one more. It's a nice apartment, though. But we decide we, we're looking for a house. We're going to get a house. Um, and I don't have no door on my um, uh, studio. So if I stay here for another year, trust me, you know what I'm going to be getting next. I'm going to call a carpenter. And he's going to put me up a wall, and I'm going to shut the door, and I'm going to do lots of shows. So, um, and we are up pretty much. Oh, our goal is 10,000 listeners before the end of the summer, maybe more a month, and then higher than that afterwards. We could be really high if I would have had more room to do. Oh, excuses, excuses. 
Yeah, I guess we all have excuses, um, which are not good. Procrastination is is next to apple pie in America. We all have a procrastination. You know, that's what they should do. They had a a, a, a wrestling match of people. I guess it was in California. It wasn't a wrestling match. It was a it's a laughing competition, but they were in the ring. What Americans should do is that we should have a, a procrastination um, uh Put everybody in the ring and just say, you know, I'm going to build me a tool house this summer. I'm going to attend college courses, you know, just have like a bout and whoever can come up with the most silliest one, you know, or the mo- the one that they know dog and what they're not going to do, then they win. I don't know. But one thing we should not do in the Christian faith, we should pray and we should, you know, ask God to guide us. Um, and give us the strength not to procrastinate his will upon the earth. Because we will all stand in front of Jesus and give an account for what we have done for him. But I've waited long enough. I'm so sorry for my um, guests. But anyway, Trevor? Hello, Phil. This is hey, Trevor. how you doing, sir? It's good to meet you. Thank you. Good to, good to meet you, too. Sorry it took me so long to bring you on. I oh, haven't no. really... I haven't had a show where I can blab my mouth, so I think the next show I'm going to have to <laughs> blab my mouth. I say things so quickly, it's just like, wow. But um, I'm going to go ahead and um, and bring myself on as guest, and then I'm going to step out on the porch, and, and, and we'll have a conversation right now. But uh, how you been doing? the Lord about all these things and, and I'm really submitting myself and humbling myself as a child seriously because he's our teacher We only the Lord can teach us these things yeah. like you said the Lamb of God is the one that has control over the seals but yeah. I'm completely relying on him and letting him be my teacher and yeah. I believe that these things are being unsealed right now for the righteous yes. in Christ yes. Yes. so you know this yeah. is a spiritual exercise this is a spiritual dialogue and I want to encourage our listeners tonight that this isn't a mental thing. This is a heart yeah. thing. And that yeah. we need to be really abiding and loving our Lord and being obedient. Yeah. And he will not let us believe the lie. He won't let us yeah. be deceived. And he'll give us understanding what's coming so we'd be prepared. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. How how did you, uh, what's your testimony? How did uh, you come to know the Lord? You know, I was raised to believe in the gospel since my childhood. Thank God yeah. by my parents, even though they were yeah. they were in one of the mainline denominations. But um, as a child, I, I really believed in God, and but I didn't understand about walking with Him. And, and by His yeah. grace and kindness, He's kept me through those years. When I was 20 years old, I broke my collarbone, and that's when everything came to a stop. God just stopped everything. I couldn't go to work. I couldn't you know do the things of normal life. And He was working repentance in my life, and I would just cry because I knew that. God had called me, but I didn't know what it meant, and I was just, you know, sinning, sinning before the Lord, and He started convicting me. Yeah. So I started reading the Bible, and on February third, nineteen eighty-one, is when I really said, "Lord, I want to serve You. Oh, I give You my life, and I ask You to teach me and use me." And it's been a process of transformation ever since. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That that is an awesome thing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Um, That's so, good. I, I'm. I know. I don't regret it. And I, you know, right out the right out the gate, 
still. I lost I lost my friends, and that's what I oh, saw. Wow. What Jesus said about that. He said, "Happy are you when men separate you from yes. their company for my name's sake." And I go, yeah. "Okay, <laughs> you know." And the Lord said that Jesus was my example, that I was to follow Him. And He said, yeah. "You know, I would look at what the Bible says, and I would look what's going on in church, and I'd scratch my head and." And I had to make the decision, as we all do, what are we going to believe? We're going to believe what yeah. the Lord has said, or are we going to believe what man has said? And yeah. I just pray that all of us, I believe we're going to be amazed at what God does in our life in these coming days. His great power is demonstrated as he judges those that refuse to repent. And yeah. he's going to bring deliverance and salvation for those that love him and believe and repent. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. And God is good. Um, he is working uh, in people's lives today. I, I, I tend to go to a uh, big event where, you know, there's a lot of people there. And, and I, I look around the, uh, you know, the audience or the store or wherever I'm at, and, I, and I'm thinking to myself that God knows the very hairs on everybody's head. And he doesn't get them mixed up between me and yours or somebody mm-hmm. else's or my, my wife's hair or the, the lady sitting at the cash registry. He knows them particularly uh, by the number of hairs on their head. He doesn't get them confused. So, And it's a, a wonderful thing to know that God could be that personal and uh, we could be that personal with God. You know, that the veil, the veil at the cross was broken, you know, torn. Mm-hmm. And uh, we are able to come to the feet of Jesus and and to ask Him, um, you know, uh, to walk with Him, and and that's some of the things I'm learning. Uh, I've learned, and I'm 42 years old, and uh, you're fortunate enough to understand that a while back. But with me, uh, a, a daily walk with Christ is uh, it, it's, it's pretty much being illuminated for me lately because. I'm starting to see what a lot of pastors was preaching about earlier when they say that, you know, or even me me with my own experience, that when I'm down there praying, I can can think of all kinds of stuff when I start praying. But before I stepped down there to pray, I wasn't thinking of anything or Bible reading. I mean, and we we forget that if if those things are part of the weaponry in in Ephesians chapter 6, if all of those are part of the weaponry, then the enemy would love to get those weapons out of our hands. Mm-hmm. So I come to find out that the war is some of the for some of the most obvious stuff that we should be doing if we love the Lord. But the war is just like um, I was talking to a, a guy earlier today at church, and he was saying that um, that he he goes to a uh, a man's uh, support. Uh, for, I guess, addictions and stuff like that. And, uh, you know, I don't have it all together. But one thing I do know and I do understand um, in, in the times that I've been walking with God is when I got my eyes on the Lord, I my my, my priorities are right, My his will is working through me, you know, and I don't slip to do anything that I shouldn't be doing. It's when I take my eyes off the Lord and find some other gadget to put it on is when I I, I come to uh, to failure, and I understand why mm-hmm. Peter uh, sunk, and Jesus you know picked him up and he was able to walk you know continue on and get in the boat, but um, 
you know, their, their relationship is the most powerful thing to keep us from sin. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the power of God, which, which comes through a relationship with Jesus Christ, rather than just a, you know, a thought that, hey, I'm saved, you know, and then wonder why we struggle. Because I struggle when I was in Hawaii, I used to struggle a lot. That was a couple of years ago, and um, and just just like in the last couple of years, God is free, you know, completely. Because we we forget that Jesus has come to break us from bondages, and I don't hear yes. that preached. I don't hear that preached a lot of times. Uh, no, is that he comes in to break the bondages of sin and the shackles that easily beset us, and sometimes knocks us knocks us out. <laughs> but go ahead. You, you, well, that's you, true. I what you know. First of all, you were just talking about the love of God and how He knows us so intimately. I mean, He's our Creator. He's our Father. He has fashioned us. We didn't make ourselves, and He is called us to be in his son Jesus Christ that died for us, yeah. bore our sins on the cross, yeah. and he was he died, he was buried for three days, and he was raised from the dead according to the scriptures, and this is the gospel, and when you believe that from your heart, this is what the Bible says, we're not talking about head knowledge, but when you believe it from your heart, you talk about the power of God, you activate the power of God to bring deliverance, and yeah. God cleanses you, washes you, regenerates you, and renews you through the Holy Spirit. Every yeah. single thing we need is in Jesus Christ. He's yeah. our all and all, our all sufficiency. Yes, yes, indeed. And this, yes. you're right, though, on a daily basis, like like the children of Israel, when the manna came down, they 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 were to eat it sufficient for the day. Yeah. And but Jesus is the true, you know, manna that came. Yeah. But they died. They died. But Jesus is the true manna. He that eats of him will never die. So it's a faith. In, uh, can I share a scripture, Phil, from oh, Philippians yeah, yeah, 3, please. verse 9? This this scripture has amazed me just in recent days, how the Holy Spirit has brought this to me. And I want to share this with you. It says, and be found in him, not having my own righteousness, which is of the yeah. law, but that which is through the faith of Christ, the righteousness which is of God by faith. And it's yeah. amazing. Paul's saying that I would be found in him. See, that's what you want to be found. When when yeah. this age ends, Phil, and all these things yeah. are fulfilled, as we were talking about prophecy, and it will surely come, yeah. you want to be found in Christ. Yeah. You don't want to be found in yourself. Doug, Sue, Sherry, Monica, yeah. Yeah. you know, preacher. You, I don't want Trevor. I want to be in Jesus Christ, in the body of yeah. Christ. And this yeah. is the man that God is looking for. He's looking for the one that is broken, contrite, and trembles at his word. And God doesn't dwell in in temples made of stone. He dwells in a man, and it's the Lord Jesus Christ. He is the temple made without hands. And we're part of it as we believe in him. Amen. Amen, amen. So the, the, uh, that was a wonderful scripture, brother. (laughs) Yeah, that was a wonderful scripture. (laughs) Well, he went on, and Phil, he said that I may know him, and the power of his resurrection. Resurrection, yes. And the fellowship of his sufferings. And that's not proclaimed either. But we are going to go through, if you're in Christ, you're going to go through the sufferings of Christ. And by yeah. the grace of God, through the Holy Spirit, God will give you the grace to go through the betrayal, the persecution, the things that we're going to go through in these coming days. Yeah, and already he's, going <laughs> And being made conformable unto his death. If by any yeah. means I might attain unto the resurrection of the dead. See, this is the focus yeah. of Apostle Paul. Yeah. As a father, he's, he's teaching the children of the faith. And yeah. this, this is what we want to be. I want to be found in Christ. And I, I pray yeah. that everyone seek the Lord like never before. These are days yeah. of the fulfillment of Scripture coming to oh, pass. Yeah. 
on so many yeah. facets. On so many, yeah. yeah. And I don't know if the Pandora's box could open up. Well, I'm just being funny when I say it, but I don't know if the if the if we got more to look look to before you know Jesus comes back. But uh, it seems to me that we are uh, in some point of time where uh, things can change overnight, and um, and I understand why. Uh, and in Matthew's 25, I used to wonder why. Uh, how did the virgins have time to tell the other five virgins that go buy your own oil? And I thought about it, uh, and I realized that uh, if prophecy was coming to fruition, uh, a lot of people's attention will be on the events that are coming, and that is why in Luke 21 he says, do not be overtaken by the, you know, the drinking and partying and reveling and and the cares of this life. Uh and also when Jesus talked about the different grounds that the that the uh the seed fell on, it wasn't talking as if uh these people were not in the body or excuse me, let me rephrase that, in the church. Uh it was referring to them as if they were part of the church building. They were coming in every Sunday and, uh, you know, fellowshipping or, if you want to say, hanging around. And uh, it's going to be hard to tell when, once the bridegroom, you know, once the, once the groom comes to the door and says, hey, I'm here, it's going to be hard to change your theology. Because if you if you think uh, that uh you can be saved by works, or you can be saved by another way, or you can be saved by um, religion, you know, being religion. It's going to come to a point where where the five virgins say, go find your own oil. By the time they find out and come back, the, the, the master's took in his, his church, his true body. Uh, I don't know if I you know, lost you or not. But, <laughs> uh, and, well, and it's, it's kind of like working with the theology today, like purpose-driven and all these other things. Mm-hmm. Once you get yourself mixed up, it's going to be hard to find. So I don't know what your post-trip, pre-trip, mid-trip, but at the time that uh, God, Jesus, does take his church out, which is eventually he will, it's going to be hard to change your theology because you're going to have to go and sit down somewhere in a quiet space. And, you know, we're Americans, we can't do that. We just can't be quiet for five minutes. we got to be doing something, uh, whether it's watching American Idol or watching NFL football, step mm-hmm. on my own feet. But... But you're going to have to find out what's the, the true, how, how do you really get to heaven? And if you don't do that, then you're going to be left behind. I mean, and that's the, that's what I fear for a lot of people, and I and I fear that mostly for myself. So I had to sit down and say, hey, how do you get saved? I mean, how? I mean, is it a one-day event? You know, I had to sit down mm-hmm. and literally ask these questions because like a Berean, I don't want my pastor, I don't want a pastor telling me how to get saved. I mean, a pastor don't come by my house every day and feed me. Here, here's a smorgasbord. We bought it, you know, push it in my garage, eat, and then we'll be back tomorrow and you can eat again. A lot of people live off what the pastors say, you know, yes. on Sundays. Go ahead, bro. Yeah, I'm kind of getting hyped now. So. Well, <laughs> you know, ahead. Phil, right now, you know, what God's looking at right now is do we love him? Yes, yes. or no? Yes. And if yes. we love him, we will obey him. Yes. And if 
what Jesus has said, you know, why do you call me Lord and don't do the things I say? And Jesus yeah. has given us a really amazing picture of what the end times will be like before his second coming, the time of the end, the age, yeah. as yeah. well as the apostles and the holy prophets of old. And and yeah. But, you know, if if you don't come to Jesus, pick up your cross, deny yourself, and follow him, like on a daily, daily. basis, like he said, you'll never see it. Yeah, you, you'll yeah, be blind, yeah. and it, yeah. it's even worse, Phil, by being religious. Yeah. In in the prophet Isaiah chapter twenty nine ten through thirteen, the religious system in that day, the re, we're talking about the seers, the prophets, and the rulers. The book became sealed. They couldn't, they didn't have the revelation. And when Jesus actually came, they sought to kill him. They were just doing their own religious thing and actually didn't love God, didn't have the Word of God abiding in them. And we don't want that to happen. And that can happen to any one of us. If we don't love our Lord and prepare for His coming, and have oil yeah. in our lamp, and, and yeah. let our lamps be burning. Yes, yes. And talk to me more about this religious activity, the religious lifestyle. Talk to me some more about that. I want to okay. hear that. Well, you know, the apostles in, in Jesus had talked. Well, the first thing that Jesus warned about in Matthew 24 was, "Take heed that no one deceive you." I mean, deception will be so rampant. And look at our culture today as we watch and pray, and we're observing, if you can really see with spiritual eyes, how the world system and people that are servants of Satan have deceived the masses. And Babel, the spirit of Babylon, has gone through the world with a wine of the wrath of her fornication and made the nations mad, just drunk. And this, so we see the media through the music, the movies, the TVs, the literature, and it was a deliberate plot. But but those that knew their Lord and were serving the Lord wouldn't be swallowed up into that. But this is the this is the exhortation of the Lord: is take heed lest anyone deceive you. And if, but if you love the truth, buy the truth and sell it not. You know, if you love the truth, God will not turn you over to believe this great delusion, strong delusions coming, a great lie. And for the ones that have not loved the Lord, not studied the Scripture, they're going to believe a lie. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. Um, and, and the thing is, uh, I, 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 I see throughout American history, you know, I've seen um, just recently in the last, you know, I've read about 50 years, um, uh, and I kind of see uh, miniature delusions. Uh, and I'm not, uh, you know, I don't know what you believe, and I'm not trying to actually ask mm-hmm. what you believe about these issues, but... Uh, for instance, uh, 9/11 or JFK assassination; those are little bitty. Uh, those are things that, uh, one, if you really think about it, you know, it, it, it seems to be something that was not always 100% in your face. You know, these are the facts. You know, there was one gunman. Uh, live with it. But uh, in the end times, it's going to be a point where you know the strong delusion. It's going to mimic something of reality uh, that, to me, if you were believe that there was only one gunman, you're going to probably believe a lie pretty simply. It's going to be pretty easy to lie to you. Um, and uh, Phil, that's the danger of the thing. We're lied I mean. to on a daily basis, constantly, yeah. through the movie. I mean, I mean, I mean, all things are lawful to us, but not all things are expedient. And, I mean, there's yeah. certain media I just don't watch. I don't want it. Yeah. I hate being lied to. Yeah, and and the, now speaking of the lies and the deceivers, we, there's deceivers and false prophets, false teachers that the Bible tells us will come into the the, the so-called Church of God and teach oh, heresies, yeah. 
yeah. even denying the Lord that bought them. And we have that going on right now. Yeah, and the and the thing is, brother, um, I you can turn it on TBN every. Uh, you can turn it on TBN right now, and they will, and they probably never may not be alive there. But I mean, you might be able to turn it in there thirty days in a row. Um, but from the, some of the stuff that I've heard some of these TBN people say, and God bless them, not all of them, but a few of them that I have problems with, I won't mention any names. Uh, but their theology, if that's what they believe, uh, then we're some of us are in trouble. And, and but the thing is, is a lot of these guys on on TBN, they, if you listen to it very closely, spend eighty eighty percent of the time telling us what we can get from God, and. Uh, what he can give to us, and what we, you know, what little we have to do to, to him, as long as we stay faithful to their ministry and send them some money, which may not be an all-out theology problem. But then I've heard theology problems where, you know, Jesus, you know, did not claim to be God, or he went down to heaven or hell, and they had a boxing arena there, and he beat Satan up, and you know, he he. You know, not only took away the keys, which he actually did, but uh, they make it sound like he just paid the penalty down in hell. I mean, it's it's, it's so many things going on right now in the merging church and right. uh, it's all around us that it, we're already in the delusion. <laughs> we just need we just, the, the ultimate delusion. He's going to send us in Thessalonians with his first Thessalonians chapter five. It's going to be an ultimate delusion. So we've been groomed, like you say in the movies. We've been mm-hmm. groomed for the ultimate delusion. I don't know what that's going to be, UFOs or aliens, which is actually going to be demons. I don't know. But it's coming. And it's, like you said, we don't know the word enough. You know, we're not Bereans. Right. We're going to fall for it. The devil's the the author of the, you know confusion. He's the deceiver. He's a liar, murderer, thief. Yeah. And this is why we need to arm ourselves with the mind of Christ and study yeah. the scriptures. That way you won't Thank believe you. a lie. You'll you'll be, yes, see sir. the word of God is a living book. It's a living. It's powerful. It's like a two-edged sword and it yeah. discerns the thoughts and intents of the heart. Yeah. And you, we absolutely have to have discerning of spirit and we yeah. have discernment also through the word of God. And also discernment comes from a pure heart before God cuz having eyes and seeing the ability to perceive comes from a, from the heart. It's a heart condition. Again, remember we were talking about that. Yeah. And if, if there's any of our listeners tonight, you know, we were talking about having the love of God, or if, if you can't you can't change your heart. These things have to come from God. So ask Him. He, you know, He's He's the author and finisher of your faith. So whatever you need, ask Him. But surrender to Him, and He will help you. I have I have a really important scripture here, Phil. With, is that okay with with yes, filled with uh, Philippians chapter three verse seventeen? This is Apostle Paul. Brethren, he said, be followers together of me, and mark them which walk so as you have us for an end sample. So Paul, so Paul, saying, mark other leaders that are like like Paul's end sample. The word end sample is in Greek typos, and it's not a superficial. Example, it actually has to do with an impression. It's multidimensional. And with, if you read the letters of Apostle Paul, you not only find his doctrine, but his manner of his life, his conduct, his motive, his, his heart. He had the people he was ministering to in his heart. He travailed for them that Christ would be formed in them. And, and it says here, 
Do you see the difference between today's ministry, so-called, and what Apostle Paul is telling us that we should be watching for? Oh, yes, yes, yes. A godly life, a motivated, he was a humble servant, and he wasn't a burden to the people, and he was like a father. Now, let's go on and read verse 18. This is Philippians chapter 3. For many walk, of whom I've told you often, now tell you even weeping, that they are the enemies of the cross of Christ. Apostle Paul was weeping over this and very troubled, and it was a great problem in that day, as well today. People were enemies of the cross of Christ, and he's going to tell us what they were like so we would know. Verse 19, whose end is destruction, whose God is their belly, whose glory is in their shame, who mind earthly things. These are people that, you know, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. And there's people that just feed their flesh, like you you cited earlier about not letting your heart be overtaken with eating and drinking and that day come upon you. But when you're just feeding your flesh, 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 your God is your belly. This is what he's talking about. He's talking about those that glory in their shame, the things that they esteem, the things that the things they think are important are actually an abomination to God. Uh-huh. They need marketing of the gospel, for example. They they view it. There's actually a book by Barna called Marketing the Church. Wow. Isn't that a shame? Yeah. I don't know how they ever got a way to sell that. That shows us how fallen the church world is. And this last thing, it says they mind earthly things. See, the ways of this world and the world are passing away. We need to be heavenly-minded. We need to have Jesus Christ be our life and be about our Father's business. These things are coming to pass, ladies and gentlemen. Wars, rumors of wars, famines, and pestilence, and earthquakes in various places. And then the persecution of the faithful is coming, and betrayal, deception, false Christ, false apostles, and great wars. But you want to be serving the Lord and, and looking, lifting up your head, rejoicing for this day is coming to pass. And you want to stand before the Son of Man because the Lord will keep you through it. And His kingdom is coming. He's going to defeat these rebels that have hated Him. And the, all the enemies of the cross shall be, shall be utterly defeated. Amen. Amen. How long, how, how much, what, where do you live at? I'm in Montana. I mean, I I was originally living in Southern California, and in 2005, the Lord was really speaking to me about from the Scriptures, from the Holy Spirit, dreams and visions, which all parallel with the Scriptures, and He showed me that these are dire times, and that the Lord showed me several aspects, and I put it on tape, and I have a transcript of it, and I left my I've left my homeland, I left my business plans, I left everything, and I felt the Lord told me to go to the mountains here in Montana. Yeah. Okay. I've traveled quite extensively over the years. It's been light on my feet. Yes, but um, for today, I believe I'm where I'm supposed to be. Thank God. Yes, amen, amen. Uh, uh, we're going to take a quick break, break and, and then we'll be right back. How, long, how much more time do you have available? You have, because uh, i got oh, like 43 minutes left. I'm uh, available, sure. Okay, I'll be right back. We'll be right back. This is Prophecy Zone Radio. You're entering the Prophecy Zone, where truth will be reviled. You're entering the zone where truth is more stranger than fiction. You're entering the zone where you'll find that good is evil, blue is red, black is white, truth 
alive. You're entering the zone where you'll find that every human is in a race for his or her soul. And truth is more stranger than fiction. Wars, the mark of the beast, Israel, the European superstate, the rapture of the church and more. Don't be afraid to enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Have faith in the Lord. 
yeah. believe on a daily basis that the Lord will meet your needs. He will provide. Yeah. He will take care of you. He will be your healer. He will be your comfort. He will be your teacher. Every single thing you need, you're going to learn to rely on the Lord. And you're, I'm telling you, though these days are dark and oppressive and terrible, yeah. in that sense of what God's going to do in your life, if you'll be like a child, humble before him, walking with him, it's going to be the most amazing, exhilarating, glorious day. Amen. So seek the Lord, really, and know him. And have yeah. the, go through the fellowship of the sufferings of Christ that you may Amen. attain unto that resurrection as Paul was talking about. Yes, yes, indeed. Amen, amen. Uh, what? So, are you uh, are you able to access computers and stuff like yes. that? Or? Yes, I'm online uh, right now. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Uh, yeah, uh, I'm looking for some host to come on and help us out. If you if you if you feel like uh, the Lord, I mean, you know, go pray about it and and because you're the first person I actually asked. You know, just come on and straight up and just say, uh, I'm looking for. Uh, I guess I can have 20 women hosts, and I, you know, I'm not a sexist or nothing, but uh, we're looking for some males who uh, will come straight at uh, and preach the, the gospel mm-hmm. according to the way it should be preached, and uh, yeah. uh, and that's what we're looking for is if you know take do a show for, for us once a week, you know, and uh, and and proclaim your gospel, uh, proclaim the message of the gospel, rather. Uh, because I I like to think, you know, that we're uh, with me. I kind of back off, you know, and I and I and I do show Sunday. The only reason why I only do show Sundays because, like I say, it's a lot of to me. It's a lot of stress to do a show because it's just a lot of um, things I have to, you know, um, mm-hmm. think about. Well, we got a neighbor uh, that's being used by <laughs> spiritual forces to. Mm-hmm. Uh, to come after us, and uh, we have a restraining order, and I mean, we just got a lot of stuff going on. And um, but um, pretty soon we're going to be, you know, I can't do a show every night anyway because uh, I got a, four other hosts. So, but uh, you know, like I say, I got, I got, I'm trying to get more hosts so we can, you know, spread this word and get it mm-hmm. out there and warn, you know, uh, people. Because it's a very important. Because what we said to what you said tonight is what's been on my heart is that the relationship with Jesus Christ uh, and acknowledging, of course, He's our Savior and He's our Lord, but to to obey Him and to to live for Him on a daily basis mm-hmm. um, is 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 what, is what truly um, our lifestyle should be. Uh, because a lot of people believe that we can, you can mingle, uh, and 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 you can saturate yourself with the world, um, and uh, and in that way you're okay as long as you're carrying on the traditions of your mother and father, and the traditions of everybody else who goes to church on Sunday. You know, maybe you go to a few group meetings, but. Jesus needs to be uh, saturated in your heart. He has to be the all that and a bag of chips plus the factory plus every other potato on earth. Mm-hmm. Uh, he has to be your all in all. And I'm, I, I mean, and I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but I've had pastors in the past who told me this, but it, I, it just hit uh, at a certain angle 
just a cu- about a couple months ago that hey, I I have to live this life uh, submitted to my Lord. Now you say all things are lawful for me, and oh yeah, yeah I take my kids to a cartoon. Sometimes I just like man, let's go. And he's like no, no, let's go, let's go. You know, I, I watch TV shows, but I'm really selective about my shows. But that doesn't get you saved. What gets you saved is this reading the Word of God, uh, knowing your Lord, knowing that what he did for you on the cross and what he's still doing for you today, and knowing him intimately on an intimate basis. And let me sit yeah. down. Let me, let, me, let, me, let, me stand, let me sit at the feet of Jesus. He's the most important thing in my life. And in that way, if I put him first, it makes me a better per- husband, makes me a better parent, it makes me a better person, you know, it makes me a better friend, it makes me a better brother in Christ. But when I sort of put him first sometime on different issues and stay over here on the side, and I'm still learning this, you know, I'm yeah. still learning to be closer to the Lord. I mean, it's hard to me because, oh, like I said earlier, there, it is a war. And the devil don't want you doing this and then doing that because he knows if you do those things, you're going to get closer to God, and that's not what he wants. That's right. Yeah. You know, so, you know, well, you know, Jesus was saying in John 15 that he was the true vine and that we're branches, those that believe in him. And we can't do anything by ourselves. Nothing. Yes, we can't. We can't. But There's nothing when we, we abide in him, I mean, a branch. Yes. Yeah. A branch abiding in the vine. It, there's no struggle there. It, it's yeah. actually Jesus calls us to rest, yeah. to cease from our own works and have faith, and then then by then we do the works of faith, which actually are God's works being wrought in us and through us by yeah. Him, and that's what He's yeah, looking amen. for. So yeah, there's talk, no struggle talk, being talk, a branch. You just abide. Talk, talk, okay, stay on that same subject. Talk to us about what. Talk to us about our sufficiency in Christ a little some more. Uh, how how. Because remember when Moses, he took the stick and he took the rod and he split it to see. Supposedly he's supposed to split to see. We know who did the see, and 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 oh, you know the battles of the Israelites, how they won the battles when even when Moses lifted his hands up, and when he dropped his hands with obedience to God, he lifted them up again. They were victorious, um, all the way to um, to the current day. We have to be, um, uh, our sufficiency is in Christ. And, and, and kind of explain um, in what areas, and I'm, not, I'm just being funny here when I say this, what areas do we need Christ in? And I already know the answer to that, of course, every right. area. But kind of well, tie that, you know what I mean? Well, I was, we've, we've shared earlier in this message, message that Jesus Christ actually is our life, that yeah. we, we become buried. In Romans 6, you study it, it'll teach you the dynamics of this, that when you're in Christ, you've been buried with him by baptism. You're, you're dead. Yeah. And as Christ was raised from the dead by the, spirit of, you know, by the glory of the Father, even so shall you be raised into newness of life. Yeah. And, and we're, it's explained there that you can either yield unto righteousness, unto life, or you can yield unto sin, unto death. And, and it's, yeah. it's who you yield yourself, your members yeah. unto. Yeah. So as we, as you daily come to the Lord, humble yourself, deny yourself. Not you know, it's not my will. Like this is the example of Jesus. Not not my will, Father, but Your will be done. And Jesus yeah. said all the words that that the Father commanded Him to speak. That is what He spoke. So Jesus is our example. Follow yeah. the example of Jesus. He is your life. You're dead. You're on the cross. 
and this is how you get the liberation from the from the depravity of sin that we've escaped yeah. the corruption that's in the world through lust through Jesus Christ. Yeah. So see, yeah, I know you said earlier that this isn't preached, but see, that's yeah. because they don't believe it. The religious system yeah. doesn't believe it. They've actually created religion to put people in bondage. They, yeah. This is what Jesus to condemned the Pharisees and scribes. Yeah, Pardon? we said in the book of Jude, they they, but they uh, ended up bringing them back into bondage. Yeah. <laughs> See, God wants us free. He loves us. He loves each and every one of us. Yeah. And he's intended that we be set free, that Jesus said, He that sins is a slave to sin, but he whom the Son makes free is free indeed. Free indeed and he'd go yeah. tell people, go, sin no more. And when you have faith and you're walking in obedience, you can yield yourself through the Holy Spirit and fulfill the law. That's in Romans 8. It's absolutely yeah. amazing. It's supernatural. It's yeah. it's it requires childlike faith, belief. Yeah. By actually believing, you are becoming obedient to the gospel. So yeah. this is what this is what it's about, Phil. Yes. Indeed. And I know it's yeah. not proclaimed in the religious world, but God's calling us out. This is what church means: called out, come out of the false religious system, ladies and gentlemen. Come yeah. unto Jesus Christ. Come outside the camp, and bear the reproach of Christ. The Lord is coming soon. He's coming for a pure bride. So let the washing and the regeneration of the Holy Spirit come and change your life. But seek Him and love the truth and stand up for the truth and come out of the lie. That's that's my exhortation in the name of Jesus tonight. Amen. Hallelujah. Uh, Let's 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 talk quickly about uh, you. Are you keeping intact with Bible prophecy? Yes, and I I have something to share. Okay, uh, you know in. Most of my walk, I, I, I knew very few people that walked with the Lord. But in, over the last year, I've been meeting people that really love the Lord, really fear the Lord. And I met a man of God that's very seasoned, and he's been helping me look at the things from uh, the, the prophet Daniel and Book of Revelation, looking at the world empires, looking what's going on. You know, the Lord told us to watch and to pray and to seek him for understanding. And I do believe that these things are being unsealed, as the prophet Daniel said. But I'll... There's some, you know, there's things I don't know. I, I just plain can't tell you. I know, but there's some things that we can all agree about, and, and I would like to encourage people to observe what's going on in our world today. Yes. There is a world government today. Mm-hmm. Have you ever thought of that? Think about it, ladies and gentlemen. There is a world government right now that's going forth in the name of peace, making and they're making war. Mm-hmm. There is a world government right now that has a you could touch it feel it remember world government the desire for world government is ancient but there is actually a building a system an organization today that is a world government today and they're going forth in the middle east spreading democracy so called yeah. isn't that interesting yeah so yeah. what we see the bible talking about in revelations chapter 13 about this you know i believe we're seeing precursors the development of the beast system and it will continue Mm-hmm. I don't know who the little horn is, who the that will have a great mouth and that will speak blasphemous things against the Lord, who will make war against the saints and overcome them. Um, but we do see some amazing things in our day, to right now. And this Middle East thing is crucial because, uh, as you were talking about, when the armies of the world, just like what they're doing in Libya and Yemen and Egypt, one day they'll try that in Israel. Yeah. And when they do that, the Lord of glory is coming back. And he will touch the Mount of Olives and split it. There will be a great earthquake, and all his holy saints will come with him. And we know about that from the scriptures. 
So what we're seeing today is really amazing. We should be really excited about this. It should show us how near the coming of the Lord is. Oh, yes, amen. And it would be nice to uh, walk the street or go, go without potholes. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and having to wonder if the snow is going to be removed from your street before you try to head to work. Or better yet, my wife was pregnant with the baby, and she had to walk back. And we got the two cars, fortunately, but she would have to, you know, actually walk to the bus stop. Fortunately, the bus stop was close enough, and, uh, you know, we don't have to worry about all of that stuff. <clears throat> but the Americans are, we're a blessed nation. With, uh, uh, any listeners out there, uh, listen to the show, pray for the nation, pray for the president, then he made godly decisions. Um, even if he's not a Christian, uh, which he proclaims to be one, but even if we, he's not, you think he's not, just pray for him that he will make the right decision, um, uh, at least one decision that will alter, you know, um, these things that could come upon this nation. Because one day men will be walking in the streets of America saying what we used to have, and that's coming pretty quickly. I mean, we already to a point right now where we used to say the gas prices used to be 77 cents. And now the the gas prices have headed to who knows what. So it's best to uh, for all listeners out there to be thankful for what you have. Um, be thankful because, believe it or not, separation from God is hell. Uh, that's one of the things in hell that we have is separation from God and everything that is good. God created air to breathe. He created pure water, at least for the first world nations, to drink that is clean. Uh, he's created, uh, you know, life uh, where there's, you know, the average person who's born healthy does not have constant pain. So uh, for those who are out there, you know, be thankful for what America has. Uh, has. We were talking about in my classroom we were talking about the American dream, and I just and I was where well, everybody's talking about it and stuff like that. We wrote a paper, a quick paper, and I told them that you know uh, at the end of the class, I was like, "Wait a minute, here, anybody realize that we, uh, as Americans, uh, pro capita, is the richest nation in the world, and and our poorest person is rich compared to the you know people in the third world countries, and." I mean, of course, you know that's human nature to want more, and I and I and I don't, you know, look at a poor person for saying I want to get, you know, come out of the ghetto or I want to get do better for myself. But uh, as but still at that point, we have to think that Americans we are blessed, especially the ones that are truly blessed. Um, so what happens, you know, real quickly, I'm gonna say this is that we get caught up. Um, thinking that uh, we don't have to pray for the, you know Congress, the president, and they got it, they have it, and they have everything under control. But not yet, the government is almost going to shut down. So, so uh, we need to be thankful that we have uh, the opportunity right now to preach the gospel and to proclaim, you know, the gospel of Jesus Christ. But I I I, I appreciate you coming on, brother. Um, Thank you, Phil. I, I I really would love for you to come back on. Uh, I don't know how you, you, your your life 
spontaneous, or do you have time to? <laughs> yeah, one day at a time. But yeah. you know, really, for, for this purpose, I believe that you know God gave me life is to is to serve Him, to preach the gospel, to to proclaim the word of God, to declare the coming of the Lord Jesus Christ. Um, yeah. I love Psalms too, where the Lord is speaking to the political world, the kings of the earth, and the yeah. religious leaders both whether secular or spiritual, and God is commanding them to repent and, and bow their knee and heart before the Lordship of Jesus Christ because he is the King of kings and the Lord of lords. And he's commanding them. And as you were talking about, yes, we pray for our government, but they are under commandment to repent and yes, to believe indeed. on Jesus Christ. And if they do, yes. it will be well with them, but if they do not, it will be woeful. Oh, yeah. Yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. Uh, uh, let's, 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 let's finish up right quick and... Uh, and and talk about uh, and and I'm not ashamed to you know bring up the Antichrist or whoever the Mark of the Beast or you know six 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 or Russian invasion or whatever. Uh, tell us about your ministry. Um, and what do you all mostly focus on? Well, I was telling you briefly. I was from Orange County, California. I was a real estate broker selling my parents' house that they'd owned for 38 years. This is back in 2004, 2005, before the real estate market declined. Uh, I'm single, been single for quite a, about 10 years or so. And because my parents' house was not selling, I was very, very distressed, and I was on my face before God, calling, crying out to Him. And He started really quickening the scriptures to me, and He was showing me. After the earthquake and tsunami in 2000, I believe it was 2004, do you remember the Indonesia earthquake that rang the earth yeah. like a bell, knocked it off its axis? Hundreds of thousands of people died. I believe it was a 9.2. Well, I was thinking about that event the first week of 2005, and, the, and when I was thinking about it, the Spirit of the Lord inside my heart said, take note. And what it registered to my being was there's going to be more events like this. And I was shocked, really. I mean, I was stunned, and then the Lord was showing me that that persecution was coming to the Christians, and they weren't prepared. And my concern is Matthew 24, verse 10, where Jesus said, many will be offended and give up. And see, Jesus doesn't want you to give up your faith. And the reason why people will give up their faith, Phil, is because the Word of God is shallow in their heart. And it doesn't take in root. And when affliction and persecution come, they'll give up. And that that was that was one of the things that the Lord showed me, and He was showing me different things from the Scriptures, what Jesus said, the apostles, and I started writing them down. He told me to write them down, and I did an audio tape on April second, two thousand five. And there's different things that the Lord has shown me, and I call it an alarm. And I wanted to tell people because they don't know what they didn't see it coming. They, you know, now I mean, significantly, our world has changed, as you know. I mean, the economy. We've seen the word unprecedented used on an almost daily basis now with the weather and the economy and the spiritual condition of the church is there in is we have apostasy, heresy, people rejecting the Lord, denying the Lord, mixing Christianity with other gods, other religions, other gospels. It's tragic. So there is only going to be a remnant. So that's my ministry is to sound the alarm, to declare the coming of Jesus Christ, to urge people to seek him, to love him, to hear his voice and do what he says. Yeah. And the and and the that's the most important thing is to hear his voice and uh, train yourself to be quiet. Mm-hmm. Be in a place where we can hear it. Um, and be in the attitude of, in the 
spirit of prayer all day long. Um, as you're on the bus, or as you're on the uh, way to work, uh, as you're on the bus uh, on the way to work, you know, go to uh, work and and have a break, lunch break, go sit in your car. Yeah, you know, I have the idea that you can pray to God quickly. Um, the spirit of prayer does not mean we have to be chanting throughout the day like one of my pastors had said. But, but have the spirit of prayer, have the attitude of prayer uh, all day long. Um, and uh, that's that's another way that God wants us to have is in, and also have joy uh, unspeakably uh, uh, unattainable by the world sometimes, most of the time, but uh, attainable by God's people. But um, we are so happy to, uh, to be able to talk to you um, oh, I'm about the gospel. Uh, that is something that is a joy for me, at least. Uh, yeah, thank and, you. And um, so uh, thank you so much, brother, for coming by. Oh, um, thank you. God bless, we, we, God bless our we're listeners. Gonna, we're going to be talking to you offline. Okay. Uh, and uh, God bless you so much. Thank you. God bless you, Phil. You have a wonderful night. Good night. Good night. That was Trevor Davis. Um, and that was an awesome uh, interview. We'll be right back in a couple of seconds. What you just heard was an actual recording of my daughter's heartbeat within my womb. And ever since my husband Jeff saw our moving, active, vibrant daughter by way of live ultrasound image and heard her precious heartbeat within the womb, he's been horrified that we as a society legally kill our children at this stage of life. As a society, we legally kill our children. This is the greatest human rights issue of our day. To join in the conversation, Fridays, 9 to 11, visit WeKillChildren.org and find the show. That's WeKillChildren.org. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. You're listening to the Prosperity Zone. Now, we don't go blowing up people and killing our enemies because God never told us to do so, but we're literalists in our interpretation of what the Bible says. We believe it verbatim, we believe it verse by verse, chapter by chapter, and we live accordingly. So why is that so hard to believe that Muslims would do the same because the Quran puts no limitations on the violence and the war against those who stand opposed to Islam, where the, the Bible and the New Testament, especially in grace under which we live, Jesus never mandates that we do such a thing. So, you know, they're literalists and we are literalists. Theirs causes them to be violent. Rapture Ready Radio, live on Tuesday and Saturday, and the BB Report live on Thursday. Visit www.raptureadyradio.com for more show information. 
Phil Armstrong, and I'd like to invite y'all to join us on the Property Zone every Thursday and Sunday as we talk about the soon coming of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're going to talk about world events like the Mark of the Beast, Israel, Middle East peace talks, Middle East war. We're going to be talking about things like the end time generation that we live in because we are living in the final days. So join us on the Prophecy Zone. fast approaching uh, a war in the Middle East uh, that will bring uh, to uh, the forefront the Antichrist. Hezbollah prepares to send hundreds of missiles daily at Tel Aviv. Hezbollah will be able to strike Tel Aviv directly from an arsenal of more than 20,000 missiles. A current Winkling cable revealed to the Israel press by WikiLeaks founder Julian Assange. I hope I said that right. During a joint political military group meeting in uh, November 2009, Israeli intelligence officials told their U.S. counterparts that Hezbollah was preparing a long conflict with Israel in which it hopes to launch a massive number of rockets at Israel per day. Like we said earlier, in the Psalms 83 war, could take place, and uh, this will be a part of it. Uh, these the nations are arming themselves to attack Israel, uh, and I'm going to go ahead and quickly uh, read um, from um, Psalms um, chapter two, and then I, and I and I have a feeling this is what's going on, and many Bible um, preachers believe that this is what's going on uh, behind closed doors. Um, it says in um, Psalms chapter 2, it says, Why do the heathens rage and the people imagine a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves and the rulers take counsel together against the Lord and against his anointed, saying, Let us break their bands asunder and cast away their cords from us. Now, the only people I can know that can actually say that is the Palestinians. Probably along with other nations that believe that the Zionist movement is supposed to be controlling the world, and everybody always take a few people from a race and then I tell you that this is what this race stands for. For instance, black people, all black people rob people, you know, breaking the people's house. All white people rule the world, or all Mexicans want to get you know food stamps for free. In all races, you can't you can't take four black people and accuse the whole black race of something. So everybody wants to take all the Israelites and say, or all the people from Israel and say they want to control the world because the Zionists, which is true, the Rothschilds are Jewish uh, and they want to rule the world, which they do rule the world. They're part of the people who truly rule the world. But anyway, verse four: He that sitteth in the heavens shall laugh at them. Because they are saying, let us break the bands asunder and cast away their cords, talking about Israel. 
And it says in verse 5, Then shall he speak unto them in the, his wrath, and vex them in the sore displeasure. Yet have I set my king upon my holy hill in Zion. I will declare the decree, The Lord hath said unto me, Thou art my son, this day have I begotten thee. Jesus is going to be set on the throne of the world, and he will rule the world with a rod of iron. Now, just because Jesus rules the world with a rod of iron does not mean that the world will be uh, ran in a dictatorship. Uh, believe it or not, if I tell you not to, if, if my wife tells me don't go and jump in the car drunk, and I do it anyway, and I end up getting my my legs taken away, then uh, who am I to say that she was wrong? Or if I tell my son not to do this or that, and he does this or that, and gets himself hurt, who can he come to me and say I was wrong? No. So when God, when we say that the Lord will rule with a rod of iron, is that so bad after all? If I tell you, if I if I go and tell somebody, one of my military soldiers, don't sleep with everybody, you know, make sure you sleep with the, you know, your wife, get married first. He might look at me like I'm crazy, but is it better for them? That we do. How about if somebody, if you sit in a restaurant eating uh, a bunch of hot dogs uh, with a whole bunch of grease and slob coming out of, you know, and somebody walks up to you, the football coach, and says, you know you need to be eating some salad. What are you going to say? I can't stand that coach. Get away from me. You know, you're going to eat. Hopefully you will listen to him. Well, not everything that is that is forced is bad. Um uh, uh, and I, I don't like to say it that way, but like I say, a, a leading with a rod of iron may not be so bad after all, because at least we know that we won't be uh, trying to rob our neighbor, or you can walk down the street without being carjacked. Uh, <laughs> that's, what, that's what I hope Christianity, that's what I hope the kingdom of God is going to be about, is, is you know, people loving people and uh, looking out for each other. Uh, flying drones is going to be flying across the United States soon. Um, these flying drones can, of course, take pictures from miles away, and they probably can read a penny from way up in the air. Um, and, and we know that a surveillance system is coming and is already here, uh, that no man will buy or sell unless he has the mark of the, um, uh, or the number or the name of the Antichrist on his forehead or right arm. Also, the war uh, in Lebanon is costing the government uh, 65, well, cost the government 65, $650 million by the time it's done. Now, I know that's probably a messed up estimate, uh, probably a really kind estimate for, in favor of the government, but um, make sure you guys be aware that um, when they cut back food stamps, and go over there and bomb Libya, uh, just make you want to just choke somebody. But we're Christians, so we should love our uh, government and pray for them. Not love them so much as to pray for them um, and love your enemies, I guess. So, I guess, uh, I mean, for real, I mean, <laughs> you're going to send money to Egypt and then worry about cutting food stamps. I mean, are you serious? I mean, and then you go and buy off nations and, and, and stuff like that and you want to cut, you know. I mean, so what if somebody want to go to college and better themselves? 
and and you're saying, well, that you know that's food, you know that's welfare is when people get financial aid. Well, if you're going to send money to another country, uh, even Iraq, trying to buy them off, we got a picture of Rumsfeld and um, Saddam Hussein shaking hands, uh, and and I'm pretty sure we sent Iraq money before we blew it up. Uh, and we probably send on Iran money. We just don't know everything. We send every country on earth money to just make sure they do what we wanted to do. And if they don't do it, well, if they go by that, they, I mean, they don't want to confirm to us giving them money. We just go up there and blow them up. And then we can say, well, you know what? Give me your food stamps back. We 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 send we send Iran four hundred million dollars. Which will cost about ten states four hundred million dollars for food stamps. We let the, the the American citizens starve while we send Iran four hundred million dollars to build a temple. You know, just making up stuff. You know, this is a Christian program. But sometimes I just can't help it. I mean, I I mean, I I don't know why somebody would not love Jesus to come back and to be saved and to go to heaven and walk on the streets of gold rather than this stupid stuff down here. I mean, I got a neighbor trying to tell him, tell him thinking I got it. I'm trying to kill her. <laughs> I mean, you got you going to spend your time chasing me. And you, I mean, let's pray for my neighbor, please. If you guys out there pray for her, she's, uh, she's my uh, Achilles heel, or she's my um, what you call pain in the butt, uh, the devil's tool. Um, she's saying that she she she's calling over here. She's harassing us, and we got a restraining order out of thin air. So I, I mean, I'm not saying that, that I'm doing all of God's work here in this ministry, but to say I'm trying to kill her. And to have us have to go to court and keep her away from us, uh, that is my trial right about now. And uh, and it makes me kind of happy to know that uh, maybe the devil is ticked off at me for some reason. I'm only talking to thousands of people. I'm not talking to millions yet. <sighs> you know I need to do a whole three-hour show just to be blobbing off because my, my, my – um, Critics say that I talk too much and I just keep going. Maybe it's because I kind of put myself in a position where I only got four minutes left and I want to say so much that I can't say so much that I just say some of the weirdest stuff. But um, I, I I really got to tell you people this is to make sure Jesus is first in your life. Uh, I, I mean, I know it could be a struggle. But also remember that you can't do anything. You can't even get out of bed without Jesus' help. Once you become born again, you're the devil's weapon. You're the devil, devil's enemy. He's coming after you. So in, in order for you to make it, Jesus said, uh, Paul said that I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. That's not just. That's everything. You you can't even go to the. Uh, you can't even read your Bible without God's help. And to per properly interpret it. I ain't talking about just picking it up and reading the Psalms and then putting it down. I'm talking about properly interpreting it and applying it to your life. Because that's the mistake a lot of people are making in the Christian world today. We think we could be saved just by reading it as as if it's a fairy tale and putting it down and not applying it. He says, those who keep my commandments are truly my disciples. You have to keep what he's saying in the Bible. 
He says, love your wife as Christ loves the church. It's a struggle, but do it. If he says, uh, uh, you know, your husband, be submissive to your husband, then do it. If he says, uh, uh, you know, because i got to find more people to fellowship with. I'm going to tell you right now, we, we I've gotten away from fellowshipping with people lately, and I repent for that. And me and my wife and family and me by myself will find people to fellowship with, fellow believers. I got in contact with one of my buddies again. Um, I thought he was mad at me from Facebook, but it turns out that, you know, it was just a misunderstanding. He was cool. We're cool. So uh, he's going to try to want to come move and live here. And very nice gentleman, uh, probably one of the best friends I've had since the you know military, and uh, and uh, hopefully he could come move here. Uh, but uh, in order for us to keep going, going, please send your don't. Now I was joking. <laughs> send your donations to www.tbc. That's the beauty of uh, Blog Talk, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube. Is you can talk to big millions of people. You don't need to beg for no money. Uh, you can talk to millions of people for almost twenty nine dollars a month. That's all I'm paying for all of this stuff. Twenty dollars, twenty nine dollars a month. That's going to Blog Talk. Do you? I mean, I'm not saying in the future, if the Lord will, we might not have to ask for some change. You know, a little bit later. But for right now, I'm talking to thousands of people, and I'm just, you know, enjoying it. You know, I'm enjoying it. I don't have any, uh, well, I guess it's when you talk to millions of people is when you need donations. But, you know, I'll never down anybody for needing donations. But it seems like a lot of these ministries, breath and air comes from the donations. Send me $100. Send me $100 for this mink oil towel that we have soaked for five days like it's a turkey for Thanksgiving or something. Uh, so if you really if you're gonna soak something and have me rub it over on my forehead, I hope it smells good at least. And then you gotta show me. Show once you send me a booklet to show me where it is in the Bible that you gotta send me a cloth to touch something because uh, you guys are killing me. I mean, geez. In that case, my wife can rub some oil in a towel and give it to me. Are you serious? I guess that's not a way to go off on a Sunday night, but I need to do a show for a whole three hours. I just vent. But um, pretty soon, you know, we're gonna we're gonna be doing it. But God bless y'all. Uh, y'all have a wonderful night, and. Uh, uh, and be sure to listen to the Prophecy Zone throughout the week with uh, Susan Puzio, Christina Week, and uh, Brenda Johnson. And hopefully some more hosts will be coming our way soon, especially the gentleman we just had tonight. But God bless y'all. You have a wonderful day.
then the ovens have already prepped. Hold on, Jack. <coughs> you can't cook that sea bass in a greasy oven. Why not? You'd never cook with pots and pans that dirty, would you? No. New Easy Off Trigger is fume-free like the leading all-purpose cleaner and cuts through up to five times more grease. It's the best way to keep your oven perfectly clean every day. Wow. You learn something new every day. Easy Off. Good food deserves a clean oven. Easy Off Cooktop Cleaner. Unbeatable on tough grease.
looking to add a little smile to your chili? Try French's. Mac and cheese need a boost? French's helps that too. Chicken in need of cheering up? Add French's to your marinade. It's a surprising way to add a little fun to your food and a whole lot of happy to your family. For recipes and valuable coupons, go to French's.com to add a little happy to almost any meal. French's. Happy starts here. In the oven, we've already prepped. Hold on, Sharon. You can't cook that sea bass in a greasy oven. Why not? You'd never cook with pots and pans that dirty, would you? No. New Easy Off Trigger is fume free like the leading all purpose cleaner and cuts through up to five times more green. Looking to add a little smile to your chili? Try French's. Mac and cheese need a boost? French's helps that too. Chicken in need of cheering up? Add French's to your marinade. It's a surprising way to add a little fun to your food and a 
whole lot of happy to your family. For recipes and valuable coupons, go to Frenches.com to add a little happy to almost any meal. Frenches. Happy starts here. Truth. In the councils of government, we must guard against the acquisition of unwarranted influence by the military-industrial complex. Are the Bible's prophecies today's reality? This could be the sign that signals the return of Christ. World leaders are working behind the curtains. The very word secrecy is repugnant in a free and open society. Secret society. Secret oath. Secret proceedings. Now, get ready for an hour of truth that will make you think. We'll examine Bible prophecy and see how close we are to the return of Jesus Christ for his church. You're in the zone. Politics, Israel, the Middle East, the revised European superstate, and more. All in the zone. This is the Prophecy Zone with your host, Phil Armstrong. Israel is too. So, 
two guests today is right down my alley. Um, and this, uh, uh, he's the author of um, books, uh, one book from rock to rock, uh, and also entertaining spirits unaware, uh, the end time occult invasion, uh, disarming the powers of darkness, and so forth and so on. So we look forward to both of these guests. And also, we're going to go ahead and play our um, one of our new um, uh, intros before I bring my guest on. We'll be right back. Enter the zone. The Prophecy Zone. Your end-time watchman. Bringing you light in a dark world where truth is rivaled with a lie. And the Matrix is normal life. Luke 21. And there shall be signs in the sun, and in the moon, and in the stars, and upon the earth the stress of nations, with perplexity, the sea and the waves roaring, men's hearts failing them for fear, and for looking after those things which are coming on the earth, for the powers of heaven shall be shaken, and then shall they see the Son of Man coming in a cloud, with power and great glory. And when these things begin to come to pass, then look up and lift up your heads, for your redemption draweth nigh. You are now in the zone. So be ready to enter the life or truth about the end of days, so you will be ready for the coming of the Lord. You are in the zone, the prophecy zone. So join us for the next hour as we look at world events in line with Bible prophecy, so you'll be informed and be ready for the coming of Jesus Christ. You're entering the prophecy zone, where truth will be reviled. You're entering the zone where truth is more stranger than fiction. You're entering the zone where you'll find that good is evil, blue is red, black is white, truth is a lie. You're entering the zone where you'll find that every human is in a race for his or her soul. And truth is more stranger than fiction. Wars, the mark of the beast, Israel, the European superstate, the rapture of the church and more. Don't be afraid to enter the zone. The prophecy zone.
God's chosen people among the nations. Although we respect the right for each person, ministry speaking, to practice his own religion and spiritual belief, we present the saving knowledge of Yeshua, Jesus, according to our understanding of the Bible, the biblical uh, directive, to make disciples of the nations, uh, beginning with the Church of Israel. Um, it says, um, uh, our specific ministries include Isaiah 1, 18, resources, dialogue center, teachings, workshops, so they do workshops, presentations for churches, uh, advocacy, combating anti-Semitism, personal relationships, relational witnessing, uh, which is great, uh, media, media uh, communicating with Christians and the Jews, right. and touring trips to Israel, so they do mm-hmm. trips to Israel uh, likewise. Right? Um, so, we're gonna, without further ado, we're going to bring our guest on. Chris? Huh? Yeah, so thank you for having me on. Thank you for coming. Thank you for coming. Why don't you go ahead and tell us something, something about yourself and your ministry, how you, how you got involved. Well, thank you, Philip. Uh, I actually was born in Europe uh, 50-some years ago and came over to the States, and my my last name was Eve. And uh-huh. Eve is a, a slang term for being a Hebrew, oh. a Hebe, a Jew. Yeah. And so uh, throughout my life and my young life, I was, I, 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 as I grew up in Minnesota, there was a lot of Lutherans and Catholics around me. And uh, as I got older, they started to call me a Christ killer. Oh. And, and, you know, it was interesting because my parents told me I was Lutheran. And, you know, when you're a kid, what's a Lutheran? You don't know what a Lutheran is either, you know what I mean? But I remember the the Lutherans and Catholics said that Jews were Christ killers. So I was very fascinated by that because I really didn't know a Christ. And uh, and then uh, as I got older, you know, I had a lot of Jewish friends because I was, I, because of my name, I was usually put into these small groups with, with Jewish kids in them. Yeah. And and so I found out, uh, I had a first-hand opportunity to find out what it was like to be Jewish and to be persecuted and hated for uh, numerous reasons. Yeah. And and so uh, I, I was really interested when I was growing up in the 70s. I remember, uh, you know, in, in, in high school and college, uh, I was I really enjoyed the you know the Woodstock song, you know getting back to the garden. Yeah. But but still, you know what's interesting? Uh, Joni Mitchell, who wrote that song, with the help of her spirit guide, guy named Charlie. Uh-huh. He he actually the spirit guide actually gave her scripture and says, "We want to get back to the garden to undo the devil's bargain." <laughs> Pretty interesting words. Anyway, uh, I started, uh, I was challenged after the suicide of my best friend to read the Bible and, and, and find some answers. Well, to my shock, I found out the Bible was a Jewish story. I thought, I thought it was a Catholic story or a Lutheran story or a Baptist story. And then I found out that Jesus was the king of the Jews. And I found out that God sent him here 
and he had a major plan for the world, primarily working through the Jewish people, starting with Abraham. And so I was challenged by all these things, and I ended up, you know, trying to disprove the Bible. You know, Phil, you don't want to call him Phil or Philip, right? Yeah, Phil, Phil, great. I found out that right. nothing in the Bible, nothing has ever right. been disproved. Wow. Yeah. Not now, not everything has been proved, but nothing has ever been disproved. I was really shocked about that. Wow. And then I found out more has been written about Jesus Christ than any other single topic combined. Wow. Well, I ended up giving my life to Christ. Uh, it was great for me because I was uh, uh, addicted to uh, marijuana. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I was addicted to alcohol. I was addicted to sex. I was addicted to everything. Yeah. And I was—I couldn't believe what it was like to be set free from those issues. After that, I became a maniac for understanding the Bible and history. And wow. I. I found out I have like thirty some Bibles, and you know I I was so bored when, in school when I was growing up. But once I got saved, I got really interested in you know who are we, why are we here, where are we going, and it, it's interesting. That's exactly what George Harrison of the Beatles uh, said was the three most important questions in life: Who are you? Why are you here? Where are you going? And so, you know, you, Phil, you know this, if you, until you answer, you know, who are you, why are you here, you're, you're probably not going to have a...
Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.